0: When I when I'm when I'm editing um, my uh, like my shows and stuff, I use um, something called wavelength. Right. Um, and it doesn't react the same way as like things like Audacity. So like when you click the cursor and the line hits a certain spot, it won't stop, it'll keep playing. Oh. So sometimes it'll be like ebulish, 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 ebulish. Yeah, yeah. put the same thing over and over and over again and it drives me crazy. Um, but yeah, yes, the sound of my own voice does great on me sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, wow well done Whiteley you knocked it out of the
1: park yeah you know uh, yeah I think you got a better voice than me for that sort of stuff
0: um yeah I, I think so <laughs> <laughs> sometimes so when, when, when I'm a bit fatigued and a bit tired I'll be like you know I went to the uh, it's, uh, it's, it's one of them it's either or it's either or yeah um so, welcome to the Shoes with Biscuit, guys. I just hit record. We're going straight into this. Just do it. Yeah, man. Just do it, man. Yeah, I was recording whilst I was chatting about boring stuff that people probably wouldn't normally you know, care about. Um, and, you know, thank you for joining me on the show. I've got to explain. Uh, I've, I've invited Gareth on the show here from Rockin' Horse. Yep. Rockin' Horse, i not going to say the other word. Yeah, that's uh, it. Confused <laughs> people. Um, and Gareth um, helped me out a while ago with um, a short film festival that i joined or competition that i joined um and i needed someone to help me uh learn teach me how to how to learn how to edit in a short space of time and how to make the most of my time and you were brilliant actually
1: thank you it was um because you didn't get in touch until just before it as well as i know that week wasn't it yeah, a couple it of days a before. before yeah yeah oh, we,
0: we we found these guys um uh quite late on i i just wanted to cover the festival in all honesty i wanted to i wanted to get involved with something like that it's for you Sark, right so it's like we we look at us and uk culture and kind of how things differ now like short films and films and things that's what and the money for us so i was like yeah. let's do that and they were like oh you can take part if you want i said like, okay and then they were like it's 25 pounds to enter i was like Okay, and then you were like, yeah. and it's next week, and I was like, oh,
1: okay,
0: <laughs> you know, I, I kind of put myself up against. It. I had never made anything like this in my, in my entire life. I mean, I've thrown uh, little clips of things together. I think I did like a time lapse video of me packing all my stuff to go to a festival once or to, to some event, um and edited all that stuff on my phone. You know, silly little things like that I'd done, but not like yeah. dubbing in audio. And, and, and the thing about this this video was as well. It was it was. Um, five minutes long, and I was like, what can you do in five minutes long?
1: Yeah, and no, I minutes? remember rightly as well, um, it was during lockdown, wasn't it? So you didn't have access to cameras or you know, any of that stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of, <clears throat> I didn't realise, I didn't realize, but a lot of the people that were taking part in this thing um, were semi-professional like, ah, filmmakers. Like they make yeah. adverts and things like that. So they had like, the, the good cameras and the good microphones, camera but the, the, the emphasis on this was you could t- rock up with an iPhone yeah. and, and, make, and make something good, and they wouldn't even look at that. And I, I came up with this really ambitious idea of recording this thing from three different parts of the world. So there was me, obviously, in Shrewsbury, Tom, that was in Vermont, and uh, Lucy, who's down south, like, you know, in the UK. Uh, so what my idea was, I would... It was all based on phone calls and, and, and chatting to people. So I would ring up Tom in Vermont. He would record the video on a, on a really... And on a tablet, I would record his audio on the H6, which was hidden under the bed. And so I was pretending to be on the phone. and there was we used these microphones here, which are amazing. Thank you, Aston, for these microphones. Uh, helping me out with these because they're amazing. Uh, but that, well, I was using it as a boom, technically. Um, so then what I would do was I would use the the phone audio that I was getting off Tom. Record it on the H6, so it sounded great. It was like you, you know, it sounded as though he was, was yeah next to me on the phone. And then the audio from the room, and then I'd dub it over his tablet footage that he got so it would sound as though it were great yeah um i didn't realize how hard that was going to be
1: yeah it's it's like anything, i suppose when you start to do it yourself you start to appreciate how much goes goes into those little things you know yeah just to you know pull it all together editing i mean how long did it take you to edit all that because editing is probably the longest part of the whole process
0: a whole night yeah, But the thing is, I got to, I think I started, I did an interview with uh, the great and powerful Mark Summers, who's America's answer to um, Neil Buchanan from Art Attack, you know, right, like, yeah, he, I he, see, yeah. he, he launched Nickelodeon, he was a great, great guest. Anyway, so I, I spent I, chatting to him, I was half nine, I started editing after straight after that, got to about midnight, and I realised I'd used all the wrong audio and all the, all the oh, wrong clips, so God I had to least. literally delete it and start all
1: over again. Oh, Soul destroying that, and everything happened
0: yeah and you know the, the the people that were doing this um it was the four walls challenge um and it was made by by real um a, a real film festival um and uh the the community were really good because I'd meet up on zoom chat to chat, and apparently that, that happens a lot
1: yeah it does yeah 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 yeah
0: um okay, so we, we talked a bit about kind of how you helped me because you were great at explaining things, this is what I said to you is like. In a short space of time, we spoke on the phone for about an hour. Yeah. Having not met each other or spoken to each other. And you're like, this is what you need to do. You need to make, you need to make a shot list and you need to make this and you need to do this. And I was like, okay, and I went and did it and it worked fine. Um, but let's find out a bit about you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you, what is Rocking Horse? Explain to me what Rocking Horse is.
1: Um, rocking Horse hasn't really done an awful lot for the last 12 months. Um, we're about to do something about that. In fact, this is the first real public Kind of announcement or chat we've actually done put out there on record um in a year but rocky north what it is it's a video and digital media production company um which sort of are, operates on two different levels if you like creatively we produce short films we've, we've always had this long-term ambition of producing our own feature film which is still the the dream and the aim but as well as that for what we do for local businesses is we produce promotional videos corporate stuff for it might be to advertise an event or, a, or a, lo- a local business who just wants to get their name out there a bit more. Especially with the advent of social media, of course, videos now are so powerful um, and so effective for businesses. Oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, I wish I could do a lot more that was a bit, a bit more visual. Hey, oh, my God, that sounds so much better. I wish I could do a bit more visual stuff, because, but I'm not very good at it, as you can tell. I mean, I showed you, I showed you my video. It was... It was, it was um,
1: oh, you've got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm getting used to it, but I would like to do it because YouTube... Uh, and like visual things on Facebook those videos that's where it's at
1: yeah I mean even if you look at at a local radio even or certainly the the bigger radio stations whilst it's radio you often see they've got like webcams up or whatever and you can often watch the shows online as well as you know listen to
0: them yeah i remember when they released started doing stuff like we were like chris moyles and things like that you can watch online yeah well, that was back in the day when it was all like you know bitty <laughs> webcams and stuff yeah. you know but yeah i mean like i mean look at the likes of uh, like joe rogan like things like joe yeah. rogan on youtube 100 million dollars he was given to to go from youtube to exclusively on spotify and that's where it can go yeah it and that's a quality, quality conversation that you can see and you can see people's reactions and things like that. You can almost, it almost feels like you're there. i love nothing better than to just throw on Joe Rogan, even if it's like a free four hour long podcast and just, just relax and just yeah. feel like you're there. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's eye catching, isn't it? You know? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, what, 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 when you released, you know, your first bout with Rockin' Horse. Yeah. Um, who did you work with then? Did you?
1: Uh, all sorts of people. I mean, the, the film itself, the, the, the long term goal, um, which I wrote the script for myself, um, was called Run for Your Life. It was raising awareness of autism, domestic violence, uh, and and essentially the main thing was anti bullying. Yeah. So as a result of that, we worked with. Uh, went all the way to London to meet the Anti Bullying Alliance at one point. Um, took our lead actress down there, and had a chat with them and got their support, that kind of thing. I've also worked with a local charity, well, not quite a charity, but certainly a support group in Shrewsbury for survivors of domestic violence. Um, and with autism, we've worked with one of the consultants on the Undateables programme. They Channel Four got her involved, so to better understand, you know, people on the autistic spectrum and you know, sort of how to handle that and make sure they're doing it justice, really. So, uh, thought, well, if it's good enough for Channel Four, it's good enough for us, you know. And that connection, for instance, all that came about was we got hired to go and produce a promo video for a local pub. Um, someone doing a DJ in that night um, said, "Oh, I've got this friend who you know does autism consultancy and all this sort of stuff." And that's how all the connections get made. Networking's honest. great, isn't you that, know. You, you don't go there thinking, "Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to definitely find someone to help the film here." But it, it's, that's, that's how it happens a lot of the time.
0: And this is this is the world we're living now. I mean, I've been in the studio today since about nine o'clock. Um, I got here, I set up the studio. And if, to anybody that 's walking by it looks like i 'm just fiddling with my phone but in, in essence i 'm sitting there and i 've written emails and i 've spoken to people and i 've organized shows and I had a lady um, just written me uh, emailed me with press releases for a couple of future guests that we can come on these things that it looks like I'm just fiddling with my phone yeah. but you're not you're, you're connecting you're networking and this is the world we're living in, the, the digital era
1: absolutely mm-hmm. I mean with us now um, we, we've had various different offices and various different premises um, over the years but now my office is actually inside, inside my house I've got a dedicated office space not dissimilar to what you've got here really but when people say oh so what have you been up to so they just been at home they think you just sat, what, listen to music or whatever but you can get I'd say you get as much done there and might not look like you're doing too much. I mean, you can spend, I would say, maybe four or five hours editing the smallest piece of video. Yeah, yeah. You know, and people come and look at it. But well, what have you been up to all day? But that's sometimes how long it takes. Uh,
0: I mean, this show is very much powered by my phone and my laptop, you know, about these t- those two things. And, of course, the microphones and things that go into it. But, you know, uh, if, it, if it wasn't for my laptop, I couldn't edit. And yeah. I couldn't release the audio um, and I couldn't design the artwork that I make, you know, those sort of things. Without my phone, I couldn't network, you know, yeah. social media is a massive, um, a massive thing. Like, yeah. Um, how long have you, how long has and Horse been going?
1: Well, as a company, officially five years, but um, it's actually predates that a bit. I mean, the, the idea for the film was uh, eight years now, eight years in working on this. Lots of people have come and gone. A few have stuck with it. Some haven't. For a variety of reasons, um, because people just get older, you know, it's it's one of those things. Um, I've had lots of setbacks, and one of the things we really want to establish and put out there, so I suppose it's my first opportunity to say it really, is, you know, we have also a lot lot of let people down in the past, be it businesses or, or actors and all the rest of it, because when you've got this big ambitious thing you're going to work on, All it takes, when you're relying on favours and goodwill and all that sort of stuff, all it takes is for one person to pull out and the whole thing collapses like a house of cards. So you make all these promises that, yeah, we're going to make it this year, we're going to make it that year, and then that doesn't happen. You do have to take responsibility. You do have to accept, like, yeah, I let a few people down, quite a few people down. So rocking us coming back is our way of saying, look, we've got it wrong. We've took a year out to work out what went wrong. This is us coming back saying, you know, we're bigger, we're better, we're more sensible more business-minded, but at the same time, we haven't lost so that, that same passion. We still want to produce that film. Uh, but this time round, we're not going to be as naive. You know, We've learned the hard way. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Can we elaborate on kind of what happened, or is it not something you want to go into? It, well, it, it, it is and it isn't. Um, it's, it was a lot of things, like location, for instance. Um, we work with local colleges, um, two years apart. For whatever reason, from their point of view, they didn't feel they could go through with it even though they'd already agreed to do it, you know yeah. um, I think one of the issues is when you're working with schools, colleges they, you know they always obviously any school or college wants to stamp out bullying but the, 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 the odd thing we were finding even though our film has a positive ending the bully without uh, giving too many spoilers the bully realises the error of her ways and turns decent and helps her victim if you like out and the victim becomes a survivor and is better off for it and all that so it's a good message But an awful lot of schools and colleges, um, local ones, saw it as we might, if people see this film and they recognise it as our location, they might think that bullying happens here. Uh, And they were more worried about protecting their own reputation than recognising the long-term potential that actually this could do nothing but good for your reputation because you're prepared to accept it happens. It happens everywhere, doesn't it? Any business, any walk of life, whether you're 50 or 5 in nursery, there's probably kids who go around and take someone else's train set. Or if you're in college, university, in, that, in in jobs and things. Work. I mean, they're, they're yeah. talking... I, I saw. of start... Um, I can't remember who it was I was talking to
0: that... Uh, bullying in the workplace has gone up exponentially. Yeah, over the last few years, and I suppose like social media and things like that doesn't oh, really help. You know, no. it just talks about how great social media is, but <laughs> it can also
1: be a burden. You know, and I, I've learned yeah. that. Uh, yeah, yeah, weeks. absolutely. But um, but yeah, so so that was a, a large part of it. But interestingly, one of the reasons that we've decided this is the time to have another go. Um, and a lot of people involved with the film don't even know this, this, this is the case yet so hopefully if you, if you listen to this for I've spoken to you personally I do apologise but um, we found the competition um, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head now but we're very excited about it it's, so, it's set in the States and probably not dissimilar to what you found yeah. but interestingly this one it's called found footage or lost footage competition it, they actually they, they want to re- reward the greatest failure if you like they want to know about the projects that never quite came off so suddenly our film and you know locally i know for a fact that people probably um i'm not gonna say laugh at us but there's probably a certain element of embarrassment like you get these great ideas but where's the end product but we're aware that that's what's said where's the where's the the substance to the dreams you know well suddenly overnight this competition has got made us from being outsiders suddenly we've got a real good chance of actually winning something and and on the line is ten thousand dollars worth of filmmaking equipment
0: I mean, is that, is, is that the case, or is that you putting a lot of pressure on yourself and, and being a bit, a little bit, like, disappointed in... You couldn't, you're, you couldn't make your vision become a reality. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you, you do have to um, accept responsibility for, for, you know, for the mistakes. You know, like like you, run in, like you run in this podcast, you know, for all the good times, if anything was to go wrong, it's your head on the line, isn't it? Oh, know? it
0: does. It does go wrong all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like, uh, the idea I had with the other show that I do... Um, Thor's kin, Thor's kin. I was after that. New listeners in the show. I used to do a show called Thor's kin. Okay, Thor's, kin. Uh, and it was it was a, it was a good time. Uh, but we got a bit swearing, a little bit careless with things we were saying and doing. And I wanted to create something that uh, was still, very, you know, still lads chatting around uh, the odd swear, we talking about freely, but a bit more, a bit more structured and, and, and a bit more, um, a bit more credibility about us, you know. So I started. I've put lots of work into Suck. I've created three shows, a huge team, great production value, uh, and we released during the COVID-19 thing where every person on the planet was making a podcast. So we we hit a we hit a real bad, like, start up. You know, it was it was terrible. But look, things are starting to pick, pick up now. And I, I the reason I'm explaining that to you is I relate to you um, with um, having this grand vision and this great idea and things just not going your way, whether it's your fault or not. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of pressure you put on
1: yourself. Yeah, there is. I mean, I, what I would say is for all of the you Know the dreams that we built up and lots of young people because, of course, the film is it, it's set in a college, so it's got a lot of young people involved in it. Um, and a lot of people gave up a lot, a lot of time, some of them years, you know. Um, but every time we said, Yeah, they're going to happen this year, um, and it, it didn't, not a single word ever left my lips or anyone's lips to do with Rockin' was ever a lie. It was, but what, what, what looking back, we realized we believed it was going to happen, but we but we were relying on lots of people doing their bit. And when the, some people don't. Then you find yourself letting a lot of people down. Yeah. Um, but we never went into the reasons for it because, it, genuine or not, it, it just sounds like excuses after a while. So I'd rather just put, you know take it on the chin and say, look, I messed up, guys. I've taken a year to work it out, but, and now I'm ready.
0: Is it is it a case of now finding other projects to work on that way you can build up that credibility now? Just be like, absolutely, this yeah. is what we can do if we yeah. do it
1: right. Exactly. We want to go. We want to really sort of um, go headfirst into the short film market because. We, we realised, looking back, we went straight in for the big one. You know, it's like a, a five-a-side football team entering the World Cup. You know, we, we, were, we were bang up against it from day one, but that was the dream. Um, now, we're not abandoning that dream. We, we have are actively, with this competition, we've given ourselves a massive wake-up, a massive chance to actually get the film made. But in the meantime, like you said, we want to work with local businesses. We want to make get some short films out there and show people on, on, a, on a smaller scale what we're capable of and hopefully then build that back up towards another... Another one last attempt at really having a good stab at the the feature film.
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, of course, you're you're in Oswestry. Uh, yeah. But I noticed you've been working a lot of people with a lot of people from Sh- Shropshire, like you know. Yeah. Um. So I thought let's get Gareth on here and we can talk about how we can help. You know, um, people. I mean, if there's someone in Shrewsbury. That wanted their, their business glamorizing on, on, on social media and stuff.
1: That's exactly what we're there for. I mean, the thing is, what's weird about it, obviously you get a lot of people who um, can offer, say, business consultancies and all that sort of stuff, helping businesses get better. But, and that's great. But from, for us, because we've been through the mill and we've let people down and we've got things wrong, no one knows better how to turn a business around than we do because you had to do with our own business <laughs> <laughs> so the, the fact we're even having this conversation proves that we can we can get businesses out of trouble just by the way they promote themselves that kind of thing because we realize now um i've done a lot of work on this a lot of I've, I've taught myself a lot of this stuff like logged into seminars and all these different things experts in the field um we say if you came to me five years ago and said, I need a video doing, I might have told you how long the video would be, what camera I've got, all that sort of stuff. But we've, we've now realized, we've gone away, worked on, on our product and what we can offer. Businesses now, they don't really give a monkey's what camera you've got too much. What they want to know is, how can that video impact my business? So now rather than just giving you a video, making you go out there and do what you've got to do with it, we want to look at, we'll ask you questions like, okay, so what part of your business is, is not doing so well? What, how can, and then we'll look, think about what sort of videos we can do. And then working alongside, you almost be more like consultants to your business than just straight video guys, you know. Mm. We'll also look at your social media, see what's working, what isn't, and give you some advice. As well as a video, you get a bit more one-to-one care than than just saying, right, there's your video. It's up to you what you do with it. So um, hopefully that will be more appropriate and more helpful to businesses than just saying, yeah, here's your video.
0: Yeah, I think so too. It's all about the aftercare, you know, kind of, yeah. this is where we should, I reckon you should do with it. Um, th- th- this is what's worked for me in the past. Precisely. This is what for such, such and such, you know. I mean, I've had those uh, the very frank conversations with people. I'm having a nightmare with my mic today. Um, uh, very frank conversations with people where I've, I've talked about uh, the kind of impact that the biscuit has as opposed to other people. And um, the, the questions I get asked um, are, are you visual? I'm like, no, just audio. And they're like, well, you know, videos get like, you know, 200% more views. Uh, and I'm like, well, have you seen my face? I don't want to be on YouTube. Like, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, there are plans to do that in here or in the studio. Um, but, you know, you've got to stick to your niche, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, and um, that, that's kind of where I am. This is the shoes of biscuit. It's an an internet radio show. Um that's what I have to explain to people, <laughs> you know. Um how how has it been um because you're very humble in, in how you talk about the mistakes that you've made.
1: Yeah. But what have you learned from it? Um <laughs> not to not to promise what I want, make sure I can back it up first. Yeah, it's, not to make the grand Yeah, yeah. which is brutal on um, to admit that out loud, but that's is the truth of it, and I think if we're going to get another go at this, because we've got to, like you said earlier, we've got to um, prove to people we can be trusted again. We know that, yeah. um, and I think one of the big things in, in doing that will be if I just turned up a month after it all fell apart last time. I said, look, guys, let's let's go again. The reason it's taken this long is because we want to make sure that we're, you know, that if if we're going to do it, we want to go away, lick our wounds, and make sure we are fully prepared. And we absolutely are now. So, uh, yeah, for me, it would be learning. Not to promise what you can't back up. Yeah, uh, and that is hard to. I mean, I've done that loads of times out of here. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, we can
0: do this, we can do that. Yeah. And it falls through. Uh, yeah. that, 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 that does hurt. Um, and, you know, what have you worked on in the past that you're really proud of? You know, apart from the movie, like, is there anything that you look at and you're like, even if it's just like an advert you've made that you just, oh, that just felt so right. You yeah.
1: Know? For me, the, one of the favourites would be, because um, we used to, we put a lot of time, effort, and even money into promoting our, our audition processes, audition campaigns for various parts for the film. Um, one of them, it was around this time of year, actually, a few years back now, we were advertising for the role of, of the, the, the character's dad who it turns out was actually a real nasty piece of work. I mentioned domestic violence and mm. psychological abuse. That's basically him. He's very, very nasty to his, to his daughter who's got autism in such a clever way that she doesn't even realise he's doing it. So it was a, the villain, if you like. So um, we shot with the girl who was playing the character at the time, a really talented little actress called Becky. Um, um, so we basically we got her in. She'd already been cast, and we filmed this whole... Real sinister-looking setup, but we had like a rocking horse of all things in a bedroom, and lit, <laughs> like a doll on the side, and all this sort of stuff. But we made it real dark, and we had um, the old classic fairy—not fairy, um, fairy tale—little um, sing-song from centuries ago, "Ring-a-Ring-a-Roses," of of which oh, of course was yeah. actually about the plague if you actually knew the, yeah, yeah. the history of it. But it's—it's it's an iconic like children's song. But we found a really sinister sort of slow piano version. So she's there waiting for her dad, but when you went to watch it, the way she put her voice across, and the way I directed, her, and the way it was shot you realise that this isn't a nice man. But it was done in quite a sense. It looked, it almost looked like a trailer for a horror film. Hmm. Um, and we put that out just in time for Father's Day. And that was sort of like, the, the we were playing on that, sort of like, Jess is waiting for her dad this Father's Day, could it be you, that kind of thing. That one was probably, for me, the favourite thing we've ever, ever put out, to be honest, yeah. Yeah, oh, those bits where you can look at and you're like, oh, I was in the zone that Yeah, day. yeah. It was inspired, to be fair. And like many others, I look back at them and I think, at the time we put them out like you do with anything I suppose maybe you done it with, if you're already a podcast you put something out and you get loads of like hits on it and all the rest of it and you think it's amazing you watch it back a few years later and you think really I have done that with the videos um, some of them I remember we did a, a remembrance parade video in Oswestry. um and at the time, we thought it was amazing. We look back at it now; it's 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 so shaky, the camera work, and it's so cheesy. But back then, obviously, wasn't used to people doing videos at their events. They loved it. Yeah, I think it's like anything. If 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 they're not used to something, you don't really have to do too much to impress them. <laughs>
0: exactly. I mean, like I used to put so much emphasis on. I I, I have gone back and listened to my very first podcast before. Done it a few times. I remember the biscuit as well, and uh, it's. Yeah, yeah, it's cringy. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, uh, I used to put so much emphasis on on that. Uh, nah. uh, the best thing I think I've learned is just to relax. Yeah. Just
1: relax. It's, it's a, it's Take a that
0: stick from up your backside and just relax. Yeah. Because um, the best thing people enjoy is someone that's having a great time, having a great conversation in a relaxed manner. Yeah, you know, that's what I like. That's the, the organic kind of conversation.
1: It's about slowing down, isn't it? Because yeah. I think when you panic, you, you just blurt it all out a million miles an hour, and then no one can understand what you're saying.
0: And people of my family will definitely say, that's a very good... Like, I mean, I used to talk so quickly, I used to be so hyperactive. So for me to be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Shoes with Biscuit. You yeah, know, it's, it's the opposite
1: of what you want to do when you're nervous, isn't it? But it actually helps, big time. It does, time. yeah, it really
0: does. Um, what inspired you to get into movies? What was your, what was your calling
1: um, so the thing is, I, I was never professionally trained in terms of going to university and doing some fancy film course. Um, we've actually helped an awful lot of people along the way get onto film courses since, which is ironic, really. I'm setting everyone else up for the career I wanted. But, um, but years ago, me and my best friend at the time, for f- when we were like 15 years old, we used to write scripts and we were bored in science, whatever, in school. We'd, we'd come up with all these great ideas for stories and all the rest of it. But then life gets in the way, you just get on with life, you know, you grow up, um, you find the pub or a job, whatever, and then I was doing some grotty night shift in a, in a hotel in Oswestry, and um, I was a bit bored, I just whipped out a laptop and I thought, you know what, I've got an idea, so I thought, what if we could produce, originally it was going to be some sort of pantomime, um, <laughs> acted like one in the end, because <laughs> we still haven't finished it, but... Um, so I came up with this idea, and I was thinking, okay, what's the next big event coming up, which I could link it in with to get some traction, to get some support for it? And this was about November time, and the next big event, other than Christmas, was going to be Sport Relief. So I thought, okay, Sport Relief, what's that about? What could we, what could we sort of fit around that? And I thought, well, what about someone who's good at athletics but gets bullied, You're using sport to overcome bullying and all that kind of thing? Um, and I reckon that I could produce something, turn it around, and have it ready to be performed in, like, three months. Eight years on, I'm still still here. <laughs> so... The the reason I I decided to... We we, we created this story. We we realised there wasn't any special effects in it. There wasn't anything over the top. And it's very, very, very naively... I said naivety was a big part of the the mistakes from the past. Um, I said, well, it can't be that hard to make it because there's no car chases or, you know, anything like that. Let's give it a go. It can't be that difficult. (laughs) It can. Um, So because of that, we thought, well, rather than send it off to the BBC or whatever, why don't we do it ourselves? Um, Famous last words. And so... (laughs) I learnt about cameras, I learnt about filmmaking, all that sort of stuff, because I didn't have a director, I didn't have a film company, because there wasn't one around. We literally became the very thing we needed to get that particular story made, and that's, ever, ever everything since has just been self-taught. I remember years ago, I was actually, because I'm from Shrewsbury originally, went to Shrewsbury College, six one college it was, um, and they wouldn't let me do film studies. I've always remembered that, thinking, right, I'm going to come back here one day, and I'm going to... You know, because we nearly got that college involved with the film, and I thought that was always quite ironic that the the college that said I couldn't do film studies come back as a you know self made film director. That's.
0: I always remember um, I wanted to do graphic design in school. It was um, in Telford, and uh, I think eight people applied for the class. You know, when you in year nine and you you choose your options, eight yeah. people, and they're like, it's not enough people. I was like. But it's what I want to do,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I had to,
0: I, had to, I had to choose religious studies instead, which I didn't really care about. Well, that's a really bad thing. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. I mean, I like the, 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 the fact that you're you, you're focusing on, on bullying and, and that kind of environment. I mean, what is, what's the influence there? How come that came across?
1: Um, you know, the classic, like cliche thing they're supposed to say is oh I was bullied as a kid and all that rest I wasn't to be honest but I was friends with lots of people who were because I was yeah. quite um quite geeky in school quite quiet yeah. changed a lot hopefully <laughs> I'll let you decide that <laughs> but um but I was I did see a lot of it going on um but what's weird is the amount of people who've got involved with the film since the beginning who are either we don't we never advertise right we want to work with autistic people but the amount of people on the spectrum who have got involved because they want to see this film happen, because. If You actually look at it. I mean, things are getting better now. Like the A word is on um, is on TV every year. and But that focuses very much on the parents in an autistic environment rather than the child. Um, Rain Man, obviously, is the, the famous one. But that mm. is so so unrelatable to ordinary people just going to school or college, you know, living in an everyday sort of life. So with our character, Jess and um Jess Andrews, there, there isn't an autistic hero for an everyday sort of person just going to school college whatever you know the a word is um not the a word we'll still there's a one on netflix i forget what it's called now
0: 13 reasons no No,
1: it's um about this autistic lad um there's a couple of seasons it's really good actually it's a really good um uh, interpretation of autism but other than that in terms of a feature film there isn't an autistic hero who could just be you know anyone we wanted to make jess so relatable she could literally be you or me you know, who yeah. could go through every day ordinary and problem? There's nothing over the top and dramatic. Okay, it is a bit dramatic at times, like any film. But, but it's it's real and it's believable. Um, one of the things I've always been proud of from a scriptwriting point of view, because that's what I started off at before filmmaking. I was, and I've, I did come fifth in an international uh, scriptwriting competition at one point. Um, One thing that I've always been proud of, never never mind the film not happening, is all the people that have read the script, whether it's for an audition scene or whether it's getting experts involved, they've all said about how lifelike, um, how believable and how real it was compared to their own um, experiences. When we cast for this nasty father figure I was telling you about before, we actually had some... This this charity I mentioned, this group of... Support group for survivors of domestic violence. We had a couple of them in to sit on our audition panel, and and the people auditioned didn't realise who they were, But they were there to assess how closely we were getting to it in terms of the performances of the actors, but also the quality of the script. Um, And they all said about how it brought back so many memories for what it was really like to live in that situation. Um, And I was always quite humbled by that, you know, Um, I suppose the only other example, um, there was a funny scene we did once. It wouldn't even be looked at as a particularly important scene, but there was a bit of humour in it. Um, And the guys who, was, who were judging auditions with me hadn't read the script yet for this particular scene. And then when they, the funny bit came up, they all started laughing. And I thought, it was just such a little thing, where you thought, well, if they're laughing, maybe an audience would. And you sort of realise, okay, I'm on the right lines here.
0: Mm. I mean, script writing was... It, it's an art. It really is an art. I mean, like, some, some actors out there will only... Only pick a film on the, on the strength of the script, yeah. you know, and how quickly it grabs them, you know. I mean, I wrote a script for that little thing and it wasn't, I mean, I don't know, man. I put a lot of work into that script. I wrote this amazing script and, and Tom was like, you do realize like, like 10 pages is like 30 seconds of film or something like that. You know, it was like you need to put a lot of work into it. So I was like, okay. Let's do that. And I did it. And they were like, it five got to be five minutes long. And I was like, what? I had to
1: kill off. I had to rip that script to shreds. It's tough. I mean, there's competition we're, we're going to end to, which hopefully, without being too melodramatic about it, it's hopefully going to be almost like the resurrection of the film and that. Yeah. Because the, the way you qualify to this competition is you need to have failed the most. And I think we're up there. Um, one of the things that it has got to be a 60-second video. So That's all you've got to get, you get across what it was about, why it failed, what you do differently. Now, if you can imagine eight years of history and all, of all the setbacks and the trials and tribulations, and you've got to cram that into sixty seconds, that's going to be tough. But um, you know, it's a, it's a real it's a massive opportunity. But it is difficult sometimes to, you know, it's it's harder to. I've often been told. Um, I think when I was first starting out as a scriptwriter, one of the examples I got told an, anal- an analogy was um, the script is, o- is okay. That's easy enough. If you if you're good at, good at it, you're good at it um but what they call the log line which is basically summing the whole thing up in two sentences maximum that's hard yeah and they've 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 compared that to trying to vomit into a thimble yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's that i think it's harder to taking stuff out than it is putting it in easily i find it really hard i mean I, i i do
0: when i release episodes for this biscuit i mean i have have an opportunity to explain what's on this episode uh and I don't like to ramble on too much, but at the same time, I want people to like enjoy the show and be, be sold on it. you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, this is Alan Judy speaking to Gareth from Rocking Horse, uh, where we talk about... And if it's like more than three paragraphs long, I'm kind of like, no, nope, take this out, no, nope, take this out. But I think what's taught me the most, actually, with editing words is Twitter. Twitter's been great because you, you, oh, it can be so frustrating sometimes when you've got lots to say about... It's yeah. such a small short space you know mm. it's 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 really difficult um I, you know I, I think i think over time you learn certain skills and, and certain certain ways to go about things and i guess with with your experience over the last 8 years it, it's taught you quite a bit on how oh, yeah. to, how to deal with certain problems i mean oh
1: yeah oh, i remember years ago i was sat in a um, in a pub i wasn't drinking I was being professional that's where i was meeting someone because that was how we used to do it, we didn't have an office, we didn't have a, a, a company then, you know, it was real early days. Pub, pub, pub. Yeah. <laughs> and um, someone was asking what the film was about, and I, looking back, I remember they interrupted me about halfway through this spiel, which must have been half an hour long, um, and I was telling them, well, and then Jess does this, then Jess does that, then this happens, then she gets bullied, then she runs a race, and all the, all the rest of it. And I realised that, to me, that's really exciting. But to anyone else who just wants to know what the film's about, you, you, you chew, you're chewing their ear off. You know, what I should have done is... Get it across in two or three sentences. And if they used to ask you questions, then you can go into more detail because then you've got them then. But if you have to sat, stand there and give them half an hour speech without reply, then the chances are they're switching off.
0: Yeah and yeah then you have those bad days as well yeah i mean like i have i've, I've tried to get into like bits of voice acting and things like that. you know I've, i really feel like on my good days i can do any accent and i can make it sound convincing and it'd be great right and in fact um, a big shout out to ash wilding from incognito um, over there in shiffnell we started work i'm clicking a pen that's really annoying. Um, <laughs> um, we, he, he cast me as the main character for this in, animated movie he's made, making. And it's, it's amazing. And, and he got me doing this New York accent, you know, <laughs> real gruff. Like, I was in the streets. I was doing... <laughs> and I love doing that sort of thing. But, it, you know, he came up with so m- Had so many problems. Like, he wrote the script. We, we, I think we recorded, like, at least 90% of the script. He read it back, he listened to a lot of it back, and this is animated. Like, imagine like a Grand Theft Auto style animation, but with like us voice actors going over it. That's what he was doing. Uh, And he realized that a lot of the American words, uh, the the, the script was too English for an American movie. So he had to rewrite the whole script to get some American. So, like, to go from a film that's 90% recorded and ready to go to like starting all over again. I mean, my my little my little problem was for a five minute thing. So imagine a whole movie it must be heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is, especially when you realise that you know, it's not just you that that's getting mucked about. It's it's all those other people who have committed so much time. You know, um, we, we got to a point when your are sitting in Shrewsbury. Um, they're not. I'm going to say management now, so I'm not holding them to it. We'll have to. Like I said before, we've got to work our way back up to the, to the top of the tree, if you like. Yeah. Um, but there was a point when they were loving it, they, oh, just on concept. They have not even seen an end product. They said, yeah, we'll put a screening on. You know, not so, necessarily not so a public one. They'd have to see the film and judge whether they thought it was worth mm. it. But they were certainly prepared to open up a cinema screen just for us lot to go and watch our film on that screen. You know, um, That's how close we got the 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 the, the, uh, the cinemas and stuff here and also one in Tawin, which is by Barmouth which is where half the film's set there because Jess grows up there as a child um, they were they wanted it too so we had two cinemas who had already signed up to have this film shown but only problem was we had not filmed it yet so we we ticked so many boxes but then when it came to the crunch the red tape yeah it was just there was always something yeah
0: it is heartbreaking for you I mean. Well, look i mean i've got you on here to talk about rocking horse of course but yeah also to um to offer your services uh, as, as a way to help people yeah around here um because that's the emphasis on the next sort of few weeks on the biscuit is, is talking about local independent businesses events charities I keep saying this but um have you have you had many people come up to you and say, Look, I've opened my shop, I, I need I need I need a video doing. Do you get that quite a bit?
1: Um we used to, not so much at the minute, because the fact that we've had like complete radio silence, if you like, for, for twelve months, yeah. I don't think a lot of people either they've forgotten about us or even know we we're still going really. Um hence why when we do come back it's gonna be it's gonna be rebranded. I said to you um when we spoke before the show um, the other day, we're we're taking studios out of the name. We used to be rocking on studios, we're taking mm-hmm. it out of the name. We're going back to basics. It's just going to be rocking us. Um, and just to show to people that like, we're not going to pretend we've got some fancy studios, and we haven't. Uh, it was never a pretense, but it certainly might, looking back, it might sound like something it's not. Now we're going to be very much more real upfront. Transparent, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we want to call ourselves rocking on studios again, but the, the long-term plan is make. we've got to earn that that, that right. You can't just say it. Let's back it up first. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of local businesses, to answer your question um, aren't really aware of what it is we do. And hopefully things like this show are going to help with that.
0: So say somebody from the parade here is opening. Say Manola was on the show Monday. Say Manola, who does uh, eyelash extensions, got get in touch with you now. What, what would you, what was the the first conversation be like with you guys? How would you sell what you do?
1: What it would do, um, either be with myself or a lovely girl called Charlie, who, who basically mans the phones does all the admin stuff, um, who were looking to have a sort of like the voice of the business. Um, and she would just talk them through, you know, she, she'd ask questions about their business rather than ours yeah. because we want to help your business. You know, we, we can talk about our business all day long, but as you can tell, but this is about them. So we'd ask questions, you know, we'd, we'd ask them, okay, so how are things going? What's your background? Like you sort of question you've asked me, yeah, yeah. just so we can get to understand the person behind the business. Because we think, you know, most lo- local businesses, they're family run or they're certainly run by individuals we could talk to in the street, um, is get to understand them as people and understand why they do what they do that's the starting point. Um, and then from there, we can start looking at options. We'd probably go and pay him a visit, have a look around. Yeah. In terms of prices and stuff, we're, we're very much very fluid and flexible in the sense that, you know, every business is different. Say if McDonald's come to me, which isn't very likely, and say, oh, can you do us a video? I'm going to charge them a lot more.
0: 500 grand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to
1: charge them a lot more than I'm going to charge Joe Bloggs, who's got a little bookshop around the corner, which we all love. Um, so we'd look at things like that, you know, so we keep it very, very flexible. Um, in terms of what people can afford, what people need, that kind of thing. Yeah. But we, first and foremost, even if you don't take us up on it, we, we want you to go away feeling that we were friendly, that we were, you know, open, that you could, you know, relate to us, that we were easy to talk to. That's that's the number one thing. Even yeah. if you don't take us up on the offer, at least go away with a positive feeling that Rocky North is back. And you know what? Those guys are, you know, they're nice guys. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important. I mean. I talk a lot about adding context to, to the sign above your door. You know, like you may walk past the shop like a million times throughout your life never go in there. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you hear something on the biscuit or you see a video that you've made for someone or yeah. on Facebook, it's like, oh, actually. Yeah. I might go in there. You know, they seem all right. Look, did you see the thing they got in the corner? Yeah, oh, amazing. Like, uh, and this is the world we're living in. Everything is fast. Yeah. Everything is quick. Like you, you're scrolling through Facebook, like, if someone's scrolling through Facebook, you've got, like, half a second to grab someone... Yeah. ...on a video that plays automatically. Yeah. You know, and what would you say your you, some I mean, I don't want to give, you, give away too many secrets, but the key factors in, in a video on Facebook, what grabs people, what would you say is most important?
1: It sounds like a silly thing. It sounds like you wouldn't even think about it. What, one of the biggest ones is subtitles because most of those videos don't start with the music, that, you know, the audio, unless you click on them. So I think, obviously, you want to be in, in your face, quite, obviously, very vivid... So the, 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 the colours, the, the picture needs to be, you know, sort of stands out at yeah. you. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the human eye, um, if it sees words, it wants to read them. So if you don't have those mm-hmm. subtitles on, you're not going to catch people. That's why a lot of the big businesses take the time to go and punch their, sub, their subtitles. And you can get these programmes which pretty much try and predict what, like on teletext yeah, and that. Yeah. But The amount of times, if you see it, sit in a doctor's surgery or whatever, you've got a TV on, the amount of times they get that wrong. <laughs>
0: we used to we used to use uh, head, well we still do we use headliner to make a little short little video things and there is a transcript thing an auto thing that you're on yeah. about but because it switches from American to English back and two, it gets confused <laughs> so yeah. some of the things I say well, sometimes really inappropriate you know? <laughs> um, yeah I mean the visual thing is, is, is important as well it's got to be quite striking
1: yeah um, what what are some of the no-nos then Um I think that some of them are pretty basic as well. It's it's things like make sure that, you know, um, that you haven't got shaky footage, that sort of stuff. It sounds like yeah. an obvious one, but the amount of people who put videos out, um, I don't want to name names or embarrass anyone because, you know, we've all got to start somewhere. Um, Alex
0: Whiteley for the,
1: uh, the the video he made for the company. <laughs> yeah. But it's little things like, you know, okay, that looks a bit shaky. And the thing is, you put all this effort into making a video. Even bad videos take as long to edit as good videos. You might as well do it right. Um and on a bad video, you think, well, you've put all this effort in, probably spent some money to get it, put it all together. And if anything, no matter how good your business might be, no matter what your good intentions are, you're, that because the video is not good quality, people are going to automatically assume you're not good quality. It's like with websites. A bad website is better than no website. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's if it do it properly or just, you know, leave it to the pros.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You you've got to add quality in into what you're showing people. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think it's the quality. I'm not trying to sort of um, make it, make a mockery of my okay. own in- industry or anything, but the the quality stuff they're quite basics. It's not like you got to have some you know super fancy camera. Today's day and age, an iPhone, like you as you prove with your short yeah. film, you don't need to have the best of the best, but. The basics people get wrong sometimes. It's just not putting it on a tripod. It's it's that sort of stuff.
0: i talking about my phone. They sent me a, the the critique list and the scorecard, and they were like, <laughs> they actually said we did not find it enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> they actually
1: said that to me. That's good feedback, <laughs> isn't it? I uh,
0: know. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I think the concept was great, but the
1: uh, I liked it. I thought it was very clever. You know the whole um, what do you call it? Oh, what's the film? The Groundhog was, Day. Yeah. Groundhog Day. That was
0: it. Yeah. So, uh, to the listeners listening that don't know what I'm talking about, um, my idea for the short film was um, during lockdown, um, the same day repeating. So a guy wakes up. He. He speaks to his mate on his phone. It's very R-rated, very raw, which is why I can't put it on the biscuit page. Um, uh, and he, he his kid shouts he wants toast. Um, then he has this conversation with his friend, who's um, Lucy down down south, you know. Um, and he wakes up again and lives the same day again and again and again and again. And, again. and I thought it was really good. And then I throw loads of like animationly bits at the end where everything's going a bit crazy, and then it just cuts out. Um, but yeah, my quality wasn't brilliant. And I, I guess I swore a lot. I was speaking to my dad, actually, last night. I rang my dad for Father's Day. And he's a grumpy old guy in Ireland. I love him to bits. Um, but he was like, you know, you swear a lot on those podcasts. When people hear that, all they think is you're very immature. And I was like, "Yeah, but we like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but he's got a point. And I, that's probably what they saw in what i release really if i'm honest they, yeah. they probably saw me talking a bit about weed and swearing stuff with tom and they were like oh, these guys are idiots you know
1: yeah, yeah i think it, it's almost like yeah you, you have a different version of yourself depends on who you're talking to don't you yeah you know i mean we've noticed that i mean i think because rocky north has always been but ba- we call it the rocky north family basically which is is what it says it is um it's based on loyalty it's based on having each other's backs that kind of thing so whilst mm. you get involved with each other for a professional purpose. People tend to stick with us, you know, um, and then we, we we look after each other. Um, but um, at, the, at the same time, you develop automatic friendships with all these people, so yeah, it becomes yeah. very more, very much based on passion rather than say if you just had a job and you got paid every week, and they get paid more than the Rocknol family ever do. But when things go wrong, it hurts more. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but and because of that, I've I've noticed, and I, I probably still have this issue to an extent. I mean, your friends with me on Facebook yeah. is. That's the quickest way to get, get hold of me to, 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 to know about the business. But there are probably times, you know, after a night out or whatever, and you think, mm, do I want everyone seeing that? You know, and it's just work like It's social media again, you know, good and bad. They can find my business, but they can also find me and think, oh, am I proud of all those selfies? <laughs>
0: exactly. And we had Jen Eastwood as well from Rock Rose Digital. She said that very much. She says it a lot, is that... You've got to keep your professional and your social
1: sort of. Uh, yeah, and that is tough. Yeah, yeah. Especially when your business is pretty much your whole friendship network is pretty much all from the business anyway. Yeah,
0: I mean, I I use Facebook to vent a lot. You know, I mean, I should I should create. I mean, I do have a pod. Pod King account. Uh, I created it as a joke. Somebody from the team was like, you need a professional account because you don't want people seeing what's going on in your personal life. So I was like, okay. I created a Facebook page called The Pod King. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got nine followers. Um, <laughs> I'll like it after. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do something different. Because... I do like a rant on Facebook, especially with the Black Lives Matter. I mean, yeah. my, my mental health, it, I don't have serious mental health problems, but I do have bad days where I'm just kind of like,
1: ah! Yeah. Uh, and don't we all- you,
0: you'll see it. You've seen it before. Um, you know, that, I do like a rant. So you do need to keep that that separately. My my biscuit pages are kept very professional, very very kind of, yeah. you know, um, free flowing, but at the same time, you won't see me talking about...
1: That's it, it's yeah. And we've always, to be fair, we've always done that. The Rocky North page doesn't have any of that. But... um. But speaking of that, what, you know, before we were talking about bad videos that I was proud of at the time, when we now we're getting ready to rebrand and resurrect ourselves, um, we, I did think about going back and like being real harsh on myself and getting rid of any videos that aren't completely like A grade. And I realised there's so many of them that would be for different things. You need to keep them though, I think. You I need, think so too because I mean, it, it shows you growth, doesn't it? I've
0: still got I've still got pictures from. Uh, when I first, before like six months before we even started. I mean, uh, Thorskin, my first ever project. I mean, it was meant to be called in fact the, the, the group that I created with all the friends that are going to be part of it is still active on Facebook it was meant to be called the four star geekly news before it was Thor's kin. you know because that's my own progression that's, yeah. that's what's that's how good I've got this is I mean I'm sitting in a, in a studio with these amazing mics with you he's come over from Austin Street I, mean, I just spoke to you know I'm doing all these things but based on what I did at the beginning yeah you and are, you learn yeah. from those mistakes and the reason i'm going on this weird strange monologue is you're saying you're you ask asking for a second chance and i feel like everybody does you know yeah. you 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 make you make great products you're offering a great service um to, to people to help their with their businesses and you deserve that you deserve that second chance
1: yeah because saying i've apologized to the cast and all that There's probably what well, there is um i won't name them now but um There's a few businesses that we've let down as well to be honest because I think my biggest issue which is why I've had to do a lot of soul searching on this is I say yes to everything whether or not I can deliver or not because when I say yes I mean it. I think I can. Yeah, yeah, I can get that edited and however long like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'll get that film. Yeah, yeah, we'll do all that. And often because I want to help a lot of these businesses I've undercut myself and charged nowhere near what I should do but then because it's not paying i can't get anyone else involved to help me do it so it yeah. takes me longer so this thing that started out as a nice gesture by the end of it i've let them down because their video is late or non-existent um because i didn't charge them enough in the first place but it was all done with the intent of doing doing the right thing and helping someone you know so is, um, is it's
0: a case of having someone to guide you in the right direction now
1: exactly and as i said that's what um, i've got more of a team around me now it's i've always had a lot of a team around me but i don't have the fi- well i do have the final say i suppose but it's not just me now Rather than before, the dynamic—the dy- the dynamic was everyone answered to me, whereas now it's more of a. There's a few of us who are putting together almost like a like a like a committee, if you like.
0: I love I love the team I have around me. I know I'm I'm, I'm relating to you right now, you know. Uh, yeah. I love the team I have around me because I don't I don't have yes men around me. I have people that will tell me how, how it is. That's it. And um, I'm gonna read a message out to you. I, I had a real panic on Saturday because what had happened was um. I was meant to be interviewing um, a fitness instructor from uh, from from um, he's from Georgia. that's was it, from Atlanta, to Georgia, right? Uh, and um, he's a big deal. He's huge. He's amazing. Uh, and uh, Tom Bruno, my co-host, hadn't got in touch with me, and I didn't know whether he was joining me. And I was like. Oh my God, what am I going to do? So I had a complete panic attack. I didn't have a guest, uh, a co-host with me. And that, I mean, me and Tom are the essence of what makes, makes that show great. So I was having this panic attack. I was like, Oh my God. And then I I threw this message on the group uh, that I I didn't have. So can someone stand in? Then Lucy got in touch. Uh, Tom Stevens, the other guy got in touch. Uh, these names don't matter, but they're great people. Um, and then I, I, I was panicking about the fact that I needed to let one person down because the two people I got in touch, and I was just like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So Jamie sent me this message, uh, Jamie Westwood, who hosts Superhero bar Fight for us. Alex, remember last night when you were telling me to stop worrying and panicking? Listen to your own advice. Ha-ha. <laughs> if Bruno can't do it, you, uh, you got backup, and you always smash this out... Uh, expletive d- deleted, out of the park, <laughs> even, even when you're worried and stressed, you got this no matter what, brother. And, like, th- that message is both a slap around the face and y- you've got it, you yeah. know. And I love having people around you that yeah. do that because it grounds that. you.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, and that's what we've got. I mean, I keep talking about this, this girl, Charlie, who works with us. He's, like, my best friend anyway. But um what's great about her is because she what, she doesn't have any background with the, with the feature film. So while she... Obviously, is in full support of it, and she can't wait to get cracking on it. Um, she doesn't have this sort of this almost this blind passion that I've that I've had for all these years. And a lot of the people who still work with me today, who have stuck with me since the days of the feature film, um, a lot of them we were guided by this this overwhelming belief. You know, this we were going go to go to, we we're going to run towards this film no matter what. we were going to make it happen, no matter what mistakes you want we won't make along the way. Sometimes what you need is someone who isn't so committed to it. In a passionate way, who can look at it and go impartial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can look and go no, but we need to make money here first. You know, yeah. that, that that video which you might not think is as important. Which I'll admit, there were times when I thought, now I want to get on with my script. I don't want to do this maybe sort of not so interesting corporate video. She would now say no because if we don't get that these small things done, which might not seem as interesting, you don't get to play with the big, with, you know, the big toy, which is the feature film. So Charlie and others like her are great for just reminding me every now and again. Look. Yeah, you got a great idea, but you're not you're going it the wrong way. I'm sure yeah. you've got people like that as well, and you need that.
0: Yeah, both 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 teams, the Yusuk and the and the biscuit team. Um, I love I love that because as good as I am at, at, at putting things like this together, making the interviews editing it getting it out and stuff like that uh sometimes uh, i don't write contingency plans or oh, i don't yeah, I, and, I have, yeah. and i'll be like <laughs> and then the guys will be like calm down alex we got this yeah we're, we're team biscuit not team alex and i'm like yeah
1: i love that you yeah, know? yeah
0: absolutely yeah um Gareth, you've been amazing. I would like to um, give you the opportunity to tell people if they wanted to use you um, a, as a tool to promote their business, how can they get in touch with you?
1: There's the, the Facebook page, which at the minute is still Rockin' all Studios, LTD, but if you can't find that search, Rockin' all Studios, because Rockin' all, sorry, that's going to change soon. Um, the uh, best way to get in touch with us um, is to be phoning the office, which is an auditory number, 01691 570 218, or you can just set, top, pop us an email and. A new email address bear with me it's Gareth at iCloud.com is the best one to get us on okay so, well,
0: I'll get you to write them down we'll put them on the bottom of the uh, the podcast readout because uh, like I said you know a lot of the country are in recovery now with with what's happened with the post lockdown um, so I feel I feel like you know there's so if you want to jazz up your business with a, with a bit it. of media coverage and then, then this is the best way to do it Absolutely. thank you very much for joining me and thank you for helping me in my moment of need as well my pleasure i, w- I mean i know we're planning something with ben butler soon aren't yes
1: we, we are yeah. yeah yeah looking forward to working with ben again
0: yeah we'll we'll talk more about that because uh me and ben get on really well now I mean, he came on the show <laughs> um and uh, he he rings me every now and again. What's up, Alex? How's it going? I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You want to you wanna do something? And I'm like, yeah. We have these really long chats. It's great. It's uh, nice that uh, the biscuits give me a good friend like that. So, and yourself. Yeah. Thank you for joining me, guys. Um, d- make sure you check out our website too, uh, which is www.theshoesbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. All of our audio is on there. And it's lovingly made for our friends at Web Orchard. Uh, check them out if you need a website making as well for your business check out web orchard they are fantastic and they offer a great looking website for great prices as well and and the guys there are brilliant brilliant at talking to people um and this episode is brought to you from biscuit studios at the parade shopping center in shrewsbury it's open now come and have a look around uh, this place is fantastic um i love being part of this building and working here because it's such an elaborate beautiful historic building um and come and have a look it's great gareth thank you again My pleasure. Uh, We'll catch you guys next time.